Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. Welcome to Plan for Life Now, episode number 92. Dave, here's a question for you. By the time yeah. we reach episode 100, will will you're going. we still be in a bear market? I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> I um, by the time we reach, no, my guess would be, if you're asking for a guess, the mm. guess is no. But will the market still be down for the year significantly, S&P 500? Right. That would be my guess. By significant, not comparable to any year since 2008. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would tend to agree. You know, and if we're, if we're going to put some technical definitions on it here, you know, of course, a bear market is a decline from 20% off of the high. The way you establish a new bull market technical definition is a 20% increase. Um, but if if you've ever uh, you know seen some of these numbers on when you lose money, how much do you have to gain to get back? You know, if you've got $100 and you lose 20%, you're down to $80. You have to gain 25% to get back to $100. So, right. you know, you'd basically have to say, okay, the market's going to be up from here. Right. 26, 27% um, to get to a new high. And I think that's unlikely. But I'll also throw out, even though I predicted no, that's just a prediction and it could be yes. And stranger things have happened. If you go back <laughs> to the bear market of right when the tech bubble burst. Yeah. Nasty little bear market there. The S&P went down a lot before it came back up, and it came back up fairly quickly again. But, hey, any, we always being humbled by the markets. Yep. There is no predicting. But one thing's for sure, we, keep, we do these podcasts once every two or three weeks, every two weeks or so. And long time since the heyday of the S&P 500. Yep. Well, let's set the table here for where we are right now, what's going on. So we're recording this on June the 14th. Um, we are, by the way, as a side note, we are making some serious efforts to be getting these podcasts out to everyone in a more timely fashion because, uh, believe me, it's very frustrating for us when we record a podcast on a Tuesday and it doesn't get sent out to you guys for another week. Um, you know, given how quickly the markets are changing, everything's going on, that's 
that's just not going to cut it. So we are hopefully going to be getting this out to you in the next day or so. Um, so let's set the table for where we are. Uh, officially, as of market close yesterday, even though the S&P 500 had entered into a bear market intraday, it had not closed down 20%. So officially yesterday closed down over 20%. And I think uh, today we're on pace to lose another 1% or so. So officially in a bear market. So Dave, you know that whenever we sit down with clients and we're trying to do a, you know, we're doing a review meeting, I'm always trying to come up or find a good chart or graph or something to communicate where we are. You know, I think it's it's helpful for a lot of people to see some of these charts and graphs and get a sense for maybe a historical con- uh, context or a, a context of, you know, how far the market's come up over the last couple of years. So, you know, it's always this difficult thing where I'm I'm trying to convey a couple of different messages. And I wrote down here some of the things you know, that I'm trying to convey, and I'm always trying to find the perfect chart. And that's always changing, of course. You know, one thing is that bear markets are normal. These are a normal part of the investing process. I know that every time the market goes down, it feels new and unique and different. And the, you know, what I always say is people will describe to us and say, Steve, you you don't understand the way things are going right now with you know super high inflation and interest rates rising and all of these things going on coming off of a pandemic and all this stimulus we have never been here before and of course i have to concede no <laughs> we have not been here before but you can go through a lot of we've never been here before with the economy and with the stock market And the fact remains that given enough time, stocks will recover and stocks will go on to set new highs. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a couple of months from now or it's going to be a year or two from now. That that part of it, I'm not willing to try to predict. Yeah, don't know about that. I will throw in, though, that I'm still (laughs) – if people start to listen to these in a row because they don't get to them, they're going to know my catchphrase, bullish on the bear market. <laughs> and the reason I'm bullish on the bear market, I wasn't bullish on the bear market when COVID started, even though in retrospect, I should have been. Yeah. But the reason I'm bullish on this bear market is because it seems to be the goal is to get this inflation under control. The Fed is raised rates and has promised to raise rates further. Um, and what are you seeing? You're seeing mortgage rates. Look how much higher a 30-year fix is from e- even in January. Yeah, it's pretty incredible it how much. Today. And what's going on? You're seeing all the things that they're trying to do sort of work. Um, what, what if they put us in a recession? Mm. You can make an argument they don't care. I mean. <laughs> make an argument that I know. Well, they're not going to say they don't care. Right. But, you know, but I think the goal is to tame this unprecedented inflation. And it seemingly is, you know, probably 
working its way. It's a kind of bear market where you could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't know when that light's going to come, but you sort of see there will be an end of a tunnel. Unlike other things where there were parts of 2008 and even the pandemic where yeah. you don't even get the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I mean, this one to me feels much more like the 19, uh, 1982, um, you know, basically where they had to crush inflation, raise interest rates, um, you know, fairly, in that case, it was a fairly severe recession. I don't know, you know, in this case, it seems like consumers and corporations have pretty strong balance sheets. So maybe it wouldn't be as severe. Um, but that, you know, that is a normal part of investing. Um, and, you know, now when we say all of this and people say, okay, so you're, you're almost taking it for granted that we're going to go into a recession and, and all of this, maybe, maybe we should just get out of the market until everything gets better. And, you know, this is the, this is just the read an article on CNBC. Okay. From an advisor who works for X whatever group. Yeah. Um, who's basically saying, you know, now's the time. They don't, they phrase it in a way that doesn't say sell low. That's what they're saying. What? Well, hey, Dave, you're out now. Your audio is fading in and out there. Are you, uh, you still there? My earbuds. I'll get all those uh, earbuds and into a different mode. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I saw the same article that that you saw where it, it was something about hey maybe now's a time to get defensive. You know uh, we we should just get a little bit more defensive here. Um, but and that's so alluring. I mean, believe me that that feels so good. But let's play that out. Let's say that you decided, you know what, stocks are down 20%. I think they're going to be down 30%. So let me go ahead and sell. Now, imagine, when are we going to decide to get back in? Right? Do we decide to get back in when stocks are now down 30%? Because, frankly, when stocks are down 30%, you know, let's say that was the bottom, that's when you're going to see peak negativity in everything that you read and hear. Of course. It, it, it's going to it's going to sound awful. So at that point you're going to say, "Well, I'm not getting in now. You know, I was so brilliant that I got out at 20%. Now it's down 30, but obviously it's going to go down 40 before it's done." And so you sit around waiting, it starts to go back up and you say, "Well, it's just a dead cat bounce. It's just a head fake. It's not real." And then all of a sudden it blows by you're 20% and you're still sitting on the sideline. Believe me, I, I would love it if we could do it and we could do it, you know, with any certainty. But it just, all the statistics in the world just tell us it doesn't work. It right. doesn't and that's work why, to jump out and in. And that's why we set up, I mean, really, a bear market is a capital retirement strategy time to re-explain why we did what we did. Yeah. And we set up your plan, especially those of you um, who don't didn't don't didn't have the luxury of a great pension. We have a lot of clients who do have the luxury of a great pension because yep. we work out of Washington D.C. have so many government retiree and employee clients, but we have a whole bunch who don't have the luxury of a great yeah. pension. 
And I mean, this is, um, I'm just going to take this, Dave, right from a, an email that I sent to a client an hour or two ago um, when, you know, he sent an email and just said, hey, is, is there anything we need to worry about? And I, I said, listen, your stocks, they're down. <laughs> you know, you can look at the statements or online and you can see they're, they're down, they're getting hurt. Um, that's, that's not great. But this is, of course, why we don't have all of your portfolio in stocks. So with this particular guy, which is, is going to mirror a lot of our clients, I said, listen, what do you have that's not stocks? In this case, he's got an annuity that has an income guarantee. Right? And we've talked in the past about all the different types of annuities that are out there. Um, and it's, it's very confusing because there's some that have income guarantees, some that are principal guarantees, some are death benefit. Um, but he's got an income guarantee. He's got bonds, which, you know, admittedly are down a little bit, but not as much. And then he also has real estate in his portfolio, which has done pretty darn well this year. So, um, I know you wanted to expand a little bit more on the annuity part of it. Because we've, we've often felt that annuities are part of this overall toolbox of different investments that we have, you know, different weapons that we can use to, to deal with the different risks that everyone faces. You know, and there's market risk, which we're seeing up close and personal. There's longevity risk. There's inflation risk. There's, um, you know, there's all those different risks out there. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, I was like, this was yesterday. Was got got up in the morning, got my cup of coffee, looked at the S and P futures as I do every morning, and then I thought about something that I used to see on my computer for year after year after year during this amazing bull market, but suddenly. Interestingly, I don't see it anymore. And what it was is I turn on my computer. My computer knows I'm old. And it says, a big ad, I hate annuities. Yeah. And I call that the I hate annuity guy just because you'd see it time after time after time again. During bull markets, you'll see the anti-annuity advisors, people, whatever you want to call them, out there on social media, out there on ads, mm -hmm. saying all disparaging annuities. Now, I've already written multiple things for our website, and we've done this before. But, and what is it? It's basically annuities are not something to hate or love. They are a tool that we use. In certain situations, incredibly important situations, like the types of annuities that are there for income, like you just described with one of our clients, to be able to take a part of your money and then be able to create an income stream to add to Social Security, to be able to then say when everything's down that you have enough monthly income, that you don't have to sell your stocks when they're low. It's very hard to design a portfolio uh, and a game plan for clients who don't have a pension, in our opinion, without using some of those products. And then and you also have to use them. You can't to, You can do it when things are bad, but you need to sort of do it on a timely basis. If I met a client when they're my age, 60, and they're retiring at 66, it's great to set up that overall strategy that might include some annuity and have a nice six years to grow it and to make it work the right way to achieve our goal, yep. right? 
So all of that was muddled in this I hate annuity thing. And then what that leads to is people saying, when you recommend it, I heard they're bad. <laughs> um, yes, because every time you turn on the computer, it said they're bad. Maybe that's why. Right. Um, and then you're basically what now, what, what's, what's now? Why don't you see any of those ads now? I'll tell you why. Because now is the time when it's made sense. Now is the time for someone who's retired who only has Social Security. Did their advisor set them up based on their situation to have enough income? And if that included an annuity, so be it. But that – and there's never – there's no retribution for that. The well, I hate annuity guy is just going to say nothing. The, the advisors who say that will come back to whatever they say now, which is we like to have a tangible answer for our clients right now. Our tangible answer is you have X amount coming in. You have X amount that you spend every month. Here's where your assets are. Here's where your other investments are. And here's where your stocks are. And there's no reason for us to have to panic and sell them low. But it's not based on a, emotional. It's right. based on tangible. Well, and that's I, that's I think where where these things get into trouble because obviously if if you go down the road of the I hate annuities, um, you know these, these things are not foreign to us. I mean we've read all the research and and you know all the numbers and all that. And it's basically going to say, look, if you've got this balanced portfolio and you just go ahead and take income, yeah, there's going to be declines off of it, but ultimately everything will bounce back and just don't worry about it. It'll bounce back. And you're right. A lot of the time it will, but there are circumstances with severe declines where somebody lives a long time where it's not going to work. And then what I think it, it fails to take into account is just the emotional aspect of sitting there saying, okay, I'm taking income off this portfolio, but all of this research from, you know, 80 plus odd years tells me I'm going to be okay. And I'm just going to trust that. And I'm not going to worry, blah, blah, blah. That is so much harder to do in reality. Than but, it but the other great point, and the other point is this, and we've talked about this on a previous podcast and amongst ourselves. When they go through strategies that you should do that don't include securing enough income, one of those strategies is to spend less. Yeah. Spend less. Okay. Easy to say when inflation is nothing and it's a raging bull market. <laughs> Harder to say when you're in a bear market and inflation is raising and I'll spend less except that to fill up my Toyota Camry today it costs $65. <laughs> so spend less was a strategy of the past. Right. Spend less is not a strategy that a financial professional should be doing in our opinion. Spend yeah, I, less. I never <laughs> – I never get those. I mean, there's a lot of discussion when you get into the real nerdy details of spending strategies in retirement. And, you know, they talk about, do you take a per fixed percentage of the portfolio or do you adjust that percentage for the portfolio value? And how do you handle inflation increases? That one has just never made any sense to me that, well, you just spend less when the market is down. I, I mean, how? I don't know. That just... Maybe there are people out there that can say, you know what, market's down. I'm just going to forego my vacation and forego, you know, whatever expenses. That just doesn't seem like a great retirement plan to me. 
I don't know. I think the vast majority of financial advisors are very keenly aware, and we're in that camp of needing to make sure people have enough income when they're not working anymore and to work on any strategy that makes sense and not just absolutely say a whole important product line is something they hate. Right. To make sure that happens. Everybody's situation is different. I, we have to say, I will say this time and time again. You know, just because I basically just had a little rant there that says annuity should be part of a, someone's portfolio, maybe, based on the situation. Obviously, we have many clients who it's not any part because they don't need it for either income or for protection or for whatever. Yep. But the reality is I just feel like we're in one of those times where it's, I don't know, you rely on your financial advisor to at least be able to give you a tangible reason why you don't have to panic right now and to help you, not without emotion, but with facts and with, you know, statistics saying here's why we don't want to make what you and I consider to be the ultimate mistake, selling your stocks while they're down. And they are down right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, just kind of goes without saying, but – but the reason why you don't want to sell those is because stocks typically have really strong returns coming off of a a bear market. Um, you know, if, if you take a look at one year from the low, the COVID-19 pandemic lows, stocks were up 75 percent. You know, one year from the low of the global financial crisis, stocks up 69 percent. I mean, and I can go on and on through all of these, but. You know, you don't have any opportunity to experience any of those gains if you panic and sell or if you're forced to sell because all of your money is in stocks. So, all right. I think we'll right. stop it there. Thanks. <laughs> that makes you feel better <laughs> on whatever's going on. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll check in again with you real soon. 